You're listening to Kayama Community Radio. Hi everyone. Welcome to our segment called Omnibus, Tales from the Blue Haven Community Bus. My name is Fred Hollis and my partner in crime is Imogen Dreisman. We'll be interviewing clients of the Blue Haven Community Bus. As a bus driver for Blue Haven, I've heard many interesting stories from Blue Haven clients, volunteers and staff and people using the community transport services. It seemed a shame that other residents and the rest of the Kayama community didn't get to hear these stories. Now they can. Our passenger today on the Omnibus is Beryl Sherwood, a resident of Werry Beach. Beryl is turning 100 and has been a passenger on the Blue Haven Community Bus, and we are very keen to hear about some of her experiences and her secret for a long and happy life. So you better put seatbelts on your ears, for the omnibus is about to depart. (laughs) So the 2nd of September is your birthday, 100 years old. Is anything special happening on that day? You having a party or something? Oh yeah, over the women's bowling club. That should be fun. After all these, I don't know where I am. (laughs) (laughs) Now, where were you born? Waterloo. In Sydney? Yep. In 1920? 1920. What was it like growing up in Waterloo? I had a very sad childhood. There was four of us, four children. I was born sick up until I was nine. I was sick. I didn't have no education whatsoever. Were you well, home I was, all that time? I was everything a child could have. I've been through that. But when I was eight or nine, to between eight and nine, yeah. I stopped walking. You stopped walking? Yeah. That's One day I said to my mum, don't feel well. My mum said, no, no, you must go to school. So I got to school. I went to George Street School. When playtime come, I got to get up. But I couldn't. Wow. I couldn't stand. When the bell goes, everybody runs. Teacher runs. Nobody noticed me. I sat there. Lunchtime was the same. Yeah. Nobody noticed me. But I had my lunch with me. Then when we were going home, same thing happened. The teacher was the first out. <laughs> and what, you were sitting there all day? Yeah. Well, I got up. I couldn't walk. So I crawled. So I got out the back and there's a small street at the back of the, the girl. Remley Street, and then you go down a, a rough lane onto Botany Street, big wide street, Botany Street. It's a hill, but we lived on the bottom of the hill. So I got over there to my house. Nobody was home. We had a lane between the houses running out into Botany Road. So I got out onto the lane, and I was lucky because I got my hand through the gate and lifted the latch up, pulled myself up, and I got in and my brother, he had his bedroom on the end of the veranda. So I got in and I got on to his bed. So mum come on and she couldn't find me anywhere. When my brother came out from work, he found me sleeping on his bed and sent for the doctor. The doctor came up with her. He had a look. I was still in my bedclothes. I never knew what was the matter with me. So the doctor didn't know what was wrong. And from what you mentioned to me before, they never found out what was wrong. I still couldn't walk. My mother used to wash me every morning. She had two cane chairs. She used to put out on the veranda and there was a a rail right across our veranda and she used to put me out there every morning. One day, my auntie used to live next door and her son, he had worked at a dyed place and he had this lovely piece of material. If you walk, he said, I'll give you this. So he really challenged you to walk again. 
I managed to put my hand off the rail and pull myself up, but I fell down again. So I thought, well, if I can put my hand on that rail, I could pull myself up. So I did. While Mum was inside, we were doing the work, I did. So you did but your But I own... fell down a lot. So you did your own rehabilitation yes, exercises yourself? but I fell down again. But I found if I put my feet together and move, and I got along a little bit every day... Right. I don't know how long it took, but I got to the end of that rail. But my mother never knew that. And one day I was able to leave the rail and walk. Wow. And I walked in and my mother was cooking the dinner. And she looked around and she says, Oh, my God, what are you doing? And she just fell back in a chair. Into the Couldn't believe it. it. And I walked. Oh, wow, that's a great story, isn't it? So It's now, a sad story. Oh, it is. Perseverance. Perseverance. So that was about, I'd gather, 1928, 29, something like that? Well, I was between eight and nine when I couldn't walk. That was the start of the Great Depression there. My father was very religious. He used to work on the waterboard. When the Depression come, everybody went out of work. There was no work. There was no work at all. My mother used to fry the onions and used to use the dripping to put on our bread for butter. You know, there was no money. And if you owned a home, well, we didn't have to pay the rent and they never had to pay it back. During the Great Depression, which lasted a couple of years? Oh, yeah, it did. How did that affect you as a schoolgirl at that stage? Yeah, but I wasn't there much. I didn't get no education at all. You obviously must have a strong constitution to get through that. So what else happened during the Depression? was coupons. So, we never had no money. You don't have money. So the government gave you coupons? Coupons. To buy what? Buy your food, your grocery. Oh. oh, it was bad time. Right up until I was 13. And my father used to give out the, the vegetables, the fruit, to yeah. the people from the church. And they gave us some a dance one night yeah. for the young people. This boy came up and said to me, I was 13, 13, he said, can I have this dance? And I looked up at that boy and he says, I don't want to dance with you. <laughs> and he just smiled, walked away. And my father said, that wasn't nice, was it? And I said, well, Dad, I didn't want to dance with him. Well, you should have said, no, thank you. I don't care to dance. Mm-hmm. He said, you were very rude. I married that boy. Oh, you're kidding. How long after that? Oh, well, I married him when I was 17. What was his name? William John. And how long were you married to him for? 70 years. 70 years? That's not bad, is it? He was the most marvellous man. We might pause Beryl's story at this point to hear some more music by Tom Anderson, a resident of Blue Haven. Tom's music has been featured on this program before, and this tune reminds me of the era in which Beryl and her husband first met. This piece is called Carousel.
This is Kayama Community Radio. So you married him when you were 17, so that was... 1937. Did you work at that stage? Well, Dad couldn't get me a job because Mm. nobody knew that I was that age because I was safe. And so he had a friend from the Orange Lodge and they had a factory in Kipak Street. She says, I'll take her and she can cut the cottons or cottons off the clothes that they were sewing. Oh, okay. our clothes. And so I was at that for a little while and Dad got me another job up at McMurtry's. Shoe factory? Shoe factory. I'm a bit, I'm a bit Yes, yeah, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> Shoe factory, I was putting the... Through the men's uh, doing them up laces. Right, okay. I was doing that. That was before I was married. I forgot to put that in. When I was 14, see, I had to go to work. Getting on to when I was married, he was the most marvellous man. He taught me. He was a sportsman. He played sport ever since. He played for South Sydney. Rugby league? Mm. Oh, okay. We got along all right. We used to save our money and every little penny. By the way, I was only seven, six, 76 seven, shillings. Sh- seven shillings and sixpence? That's what our wages was in them days. So then uh, war was around. Now, what was your impression now, of the, the war? The war came on. It was as bad. It was as bad. We couldn't get anything. We just could not get nothing. Was there a real fear that the Japanese might invade? No, I knew the Japs was there and all that, and, and Chuck's father. That's what I called my husband. His father was in the army and lost, you know, in the jungle and all that business. That was all going on. It was a terrible trouble. So I understand you're very much into sports. My life became sport. What sort of sport, sport were you doing? Well, we first started off with skating and then we went into tennis. But all the time he had to have his Saturday for his football. Uh, then we went into golf. We went into bowls. <laughs> this is over, over about 70 years. Yeah. And you played all those sports. And now I'm standing in front of a cabinet full of trophies. These are all our trophies. And they're all, these are from all the different sports you've played. Yeah, right, yeah. I was 50 when I started bowls. I think you mentioned to me at one point come you were 60 here. when you came down here. How we come to be here was my, my elder sister and her husband, we were going down camping down to Eden. Eden. And her car broke down over here, Amiga. Amiga. So we had to stop here. And, oh, my husband, he just simply fell in love with this place, especially when the bowling club was so near us. <laughs> From that stop here, you fell in love with this place and you were able to go to the bowling club, to the beach, yeah. lookouts, everything. Uh, he said to me, we own four blocks of land. We put our money into land. And he said, look, beautiful. He used to call me that. Why don't we sell our land and buy a block of land here? And this is the one we're sitting in now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We only paid 1600 for this block of land. £1,600? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there now it's worth over a million. Did you have any children or anything like that? And my daughter's 82. Did you remember the, the Elvis Presley era and the Beatles and all that? Were you oh, into that? Oh, yes, of course. How did you get to listen to those sort of music? Just on the radio or...? Oh, yeah, there was no television. Television didn't come in until before 64. Yeah. And we... Oh, we used to go to the films. We used to go to the theatre. We used to be too busy. <laughs> what, were you do- what were you doing? What were you so busy with? Dancing. Dancing, oh. <laughs> So what is your advice to our listeners as to having a happy, healthy life? What's, what's your secret? Smoking. Smoking. Drinking. Drinking. Alcohol. <laughs> Alcohol. Alcohol. What's your favourite drink? And language. 
and language. No language here. No language. So it's it's no smoking. No drinking. No drinking. No, no language. language. And so, being a cook girl, because my mother told me when I was in her 30s, she said, you've always been a cook girl and I can always trust you. That's a, that's a good way to live, isn't it? Now, you've been on the Blue Haven bus service and you're going on it tomorrow, you're yeah. mentioning. They're taking me up to the Blue Haven tomorrow. So what, do you, what sort of things do you use the Blue Haven bus for? Food. Shopping days? Yeah. Well, we're going on a shopping day, like I always do on a Monday, pick me up at quarter past eight. They're going to take me tomorrow, taking me over to the Blue Haven. I don't know what for. Oh, it might be a social outing because they, oh, they have know. ladies. Oh, I don't know Oh, that would be nice. You had 70 years of a lovely marriage. He looked after me, I can tell you. Yeah. He taught me everything. Oh, one day there, he did something and I didn't want to. And he just laughing. And I said, well, what are you laughing at? He says, I just remembered the time you said to me, I don't want to dance with you. Yeah. I says, well, I was very rude. He says, but that's when I fell in love with you. That's a love story. He was, he was so, everybody loved him. Everybody you talked to loved him. Well, they must have loved you too. Oh. No, I'd say so. <laughs> we might end our interview oh, on, on that note. But thank you so much for giving us an insight into what it was like in those days and your wonderful life. Well, thank you so much for that, Beryl. Oh. You've been listening to Kayama Community Radio.